Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Radio for episode 369 for August 27, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly. I'm Adriel. And I'm Random Dave. Hello, everyone. Yeah, welcome to 1986, everybody. I am so well, not 1986, man. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go put on my 80s music after the show. Are you? No, totally. Yeah, totally. Music music totally. When I will not. I was not music. I was a child. In the eighties. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to listen to eighties music in the eighties because my dad was of the belief that it was not country music and it was anywhere past but <laughs> it was garbage. So, you know, any anything that was not related to that was crap. So I wasn't allowed to listen to it at the time. But in the two thousands I started listening to eighties music again. And I'm like, this stuff is awesome. Awesome. It's it so good. People make fun some of the eighties. Some of it's okay. So yeah. good. Some of it's okay. So let's not talk about 80s music or anything anymore. Let's talk about guns. You good with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so guess. What we did, okay. What we did in guns this week is uh, uh, brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. They have the Henry firearms are all on sale at 22 meg, 44 special, uh, 3855, 357, brass steel. Okay. Henry firearms are all on sale. That was just basically it, right? Yeah, I got a bunch of them in stock. So if I was going to yeah. go like uh, this, you could be like, wow, look at all those cowboy guns. Mm. Look at that. They got the yellow brassy looking ones and the metal looking ones. They got some big loops if you got like, I don't know, cowboy gloves on or something. And they got the regular loops for regular size Those are hands. actually kind of cool. That's the rifleman. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so if you're looking for Henry rifles, go and, mm-hmm. go and check them out. Calgary Shooting Center. So Trevor's not here, but apparently he raced cars and he cried a lot. I don't know. That's yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Toy car- cars and cried. Yes. Cried. Yeah. Cried. Yeah. Cried, cried a lot. lot. Okay. So Adriel, why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week? I'm just going to do a little bit of mute. All right. Uh, yeah. Had a maple seed in Provost. Provost is like southeast Alberta kind of like on the plains and uh she was a windy one who oh, <laughs> it was a windy one it was fine in the morning we got, had like a little misting of rain there was like a thunderstorm that looked like it was going to come our way and uh it turned out it wasn't a thunderstorm it was just a ton of wind uh i like when i want to check the weather forecast it said like in the morning it said 37 kilometers an hour sustained winds but there were times where it was like 50 and wow you, when you have 50 kilometer an hour winds, they throw mats around, they throw targets around. Uh, we had some mats like get thrown with, like even though like the, we had like guns and rocks and like all this stuff on these mats to try to stop them from flying around, uh, that, that sustained wind on the prairie is uh, a lot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of wind. I think, um, I think Rick had a, uh, 
a match in Tabor, and I think they had the same thing there. Lots of windy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a windy place. Like like from from the range. You, what's that? Is it ever not windy out there? Uh, well, like from the range, you can like look out, and there are windmills. So that's like your number one tip off that uh, you were Indicator? in. You were in a windy area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was uh, it was pretty windy, but it was it was a good match. Like lots of uh, uh, lots of new people out. Uh, the other ITs did a fantastic job of uh, of putting everything on, and uh, it was uh, it was really good. And uh, yeah, like an away one, right? Very quick to just like drive down there, stay at the range, sleep over to the sound of crickets, and crickets like right next to your head <laughs> in your tent. Uh, and in then your uh, ear. in your <laughs> ear, it's like, why are you here? You could be anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that was a good match. And then uh, I ordered some 1022 stuff. So I'm going to upgrade one and I'm probably going to build another one. So uh, I'm going to get some like Gucci 1022 parts. I. <laughs> I built a nice 10 and 1022 a while ago. Yep. Um, like all my 1022s now are like pretty basic. Like they all have all stock Ruger parts pretty much. Um, and this is going to make, I'm going to like make some with like no Ruger parts and all like the, hmm. the fancy stuff. So I'm going to show you one here in a second. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, put a break on my WSMCR. So. I figured if this is going to be my three-gun rifle, i got to have a break on this thing. And if I'm going to go yeah. to the shooting range and sight it in, I should probably have the break on while I do that. So, uh, Yeah, yeah. So that's why that break's on there. I was going to hit the range this week, but I went fishing instead with the kids. And the other day, it was like rainy all day, so I didn't bother. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to take this out to the range. And I'm going to take that 6.5 Creedmoor out there with that new stock because I haven't shot that thing yet. And I'm probably going to hunt some deer with it this year because I got like some draws and some not draws and some, yeah, some deer to take down. So You're I'm going to make sure that, that that heavy tank is, uh, is sighted in. It's so heavy. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a very good hunting rifle, but it's a very good stand hunting rifle. And uh, that's primarily how I hunt anyways, is from stands. So. Yeah. The first year I went hunting, I took my Remington 700 place out. I'd, I'd have, it's like a 14 pound rifle. <laughs> yeah. That sucked. I think, that I'm, I think I'm pushing like 12 or 14 with this thing. Maybe I'll go get a scale and like measure it in between, but it's, uh, it's up there. That's okay. It's, it's fine. It's, it's either that or actually what I should do is take my M1 Garand out to the range and make sure it's sighted in for the hunting ammo I made for mm. it. Yeah, because I could do like there's a couple of spots I can hunt where it's like it's not a 300 yard or 400 yard shot it's a 100 and in and a grand would be fine for that yeah mm. 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 okay maybe maybe so Classic fun yeah. yeah anything else uh I'm probably forgetting some stuff but it'll come in the mail so yeah we'll, we'll get it when, when it comes <laughs> I've been doing a lot of uh yeah, I need one of those, and like, <laughs> by now, and I just forget it, and uh, it'll be a surprise when it comes in. <laughs> I almost got through an eye protection video, uh, and then I found out that my uh, my headset wasn't quite plugged into oh, no. the thing, so I, I went to edit like this thing that took me like, I don't know, two hours to do, and it was like all quiet. I'm just like, oh. another day. Another you day. swore, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
A couple <laughs> F-bombs. Adriel, F-bombs. actually score everyone. Uh, if you know me in real life, you know yeah. that I swear like a sailor. It's mm-hmm. like it is pronunciation and enunciation <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's a comma. It's, it's, a, it's a comma. It's an apostrophe. Period. It's an exclamation. Yeah. Word. Circumfix. Just like it, put it around everything. It's just yeah. like sprinkling salt on, on meat. You do it on everything. A little bit of salt. <laughs> I've heard it in here and there. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it for me. Okay. I admired uh, I admired Kelly's not a ten twenty two ten twenty two. Can you call it a ten twenty two if it has no Ruger parts left in it? Like really? It does have one. That's it. But it does. Would you call it an AR fifteen if it wasn't made by Colt? Hmm. He's got a point. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> or Armlight. <laughs> and that's different though. Can we change the name and then still use it? Just wondering. Change the name of what? The AR-15. Mm-hmm. If it's oh, not maybe my AR-15 identifies as an AR-180B. <laughs> Mine identifies as a Henry Henry Lever action rifle. <laughs> there you go. Oh, good. Okay. But we may lose those if we wait long enough. Anyway, I also finally got around to actually sticking the uh, this uh, little Nikon scope that I bought on my 1022. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I bought those Q rings or whatever they are, the ones that you can put the different sizes in them. Yep. Z-rings? Z rings, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I didn't realize I was I was told when I bought them that they came with the inserts and they don't come with the inserts. So uh, I went, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna zero it as is and use it. Piss on yeah. it. Yeah. You can get the plastic inserts and then put the plus ten <sighs> yeah. on the back you, and minus ten on the front. And that's what can I'm gonna you do. hold it up a little bit so they can see it? Yeah. You might want to actually get another rail for your ten twenty two. Just saying. It's bad. Okay. Well, that's why I went with a Q-ring, so I didn't have to buy another rail, because I had a hell of a time trying to find a, a rail. Mm-hmm. The last $34 to say. Kelly? Yeah. But, why, did, why are you recommending a different rail? Okay. I know so what you're the, recommending, but, you know. You're, you know. Well, I was going to talk about it during what I did in guns this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I did guns, so you can certainly feel free to go ahead. But, um, yeah, they had these Nikon scopes on sale because Nikon's going out of business. So Yeah, where would you get it at, by the way, and how much did you pay? I don't even remember, but it wasn't much. It was, like, stupid cheap. It was, like, I think, 100 bucks off. I think I paid 150 bucks for it or something like that. That's is that the 2 to 7 or is that a 3 to 9? or? Uh, I think it's 3 to 9. Let me just spin it. Uh, 3 to 7. 2 really? to 7. 2 to 7. 2, two to 7. seven. Yeah. Two to seven. Perfect. Tactical rimfire. So. Yeah, that's the ticket. Because it's two tactical. So. Two to seven is the ticket for rimfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've only it shot is. my rimfires with a four power scope on them, but um, I've also Six. never used an adjustable scope. So I normally just hey. kind of hold up, figure out what I need to hold up, and just hold up a little bit. But, Kentucky windage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I never shoot anything with over 100 yards of my 22 anyway. So, man, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, you could. Now. now, and the other, the other advantage to a scope like that is that the um, starts the P parallax is set to fifty yards typically on rim fire scopes instead of like a standard center fire scope will be set to one twenty five. Oh, so your parallax is probably better for what you're shooting with it. That that yeah. that varies, but depending on manufacturer, but most of them they'll they'll have it set. Uh, Not gotcha. that it matters a lot for a two to seven, but. Uh, it's good that they set them correct.
directly for room fire use. Yep. Yeah, that's neat. One thing I did notice, the reason I got this one so cheap too, it's got the little bullet drop reticule in it. Mm -hmm. So it's a very simple reticule with, uh, I can't remember what the bullet drop is, but it's set up for blah, 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 something. 75, it's like, I don't know, 75, 50, and 100 or something like that. If and you've got um, the same velocity of bullets. Yeah. And... Exactly. So I'm just going to use it. I like I like just a just a crosshair in the middle of it. On my center fires, I have a I have um, usually have the, little yeah. hash marks. But right. uh, I decided to just try a really simple reticule and just see. And I figured the little the little holdover ones will be handy if I need to do a quick shot at whatever known range. Mm -hmm. You want to use a zero fifty? I have no idea. What's the best okay. to zero them at? I usually zero them at 100. 50 is the best 50. if you're going to go out, unless you have a specific event that you need it for a specific distance. Zero to 50. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I okay. normally either 100 or 25 with a 22, depending on the rifle. So maple seed is zero to 25. Yes, it is. Hmm. When's the last time you shot that? Uh, maple seed at rest, Goosh. Yeah. How many years ago was that? How many cleaned it? <laughs> it was a while ago. Just yeah, it was a long time ago. It was supposed to be yeah. shot again this year, but um, yeah, COVID. So yeah, COVID. Yeah. All right, yep. that's it. Kelly, what do you got? Okay, so I went to SFRC on Saturday because it was Saturday and it was SFRC. Um, the, I went there because uh, we have a we have a storage area that's almost right beside SFRC. So um, I had to bring a a. a got a shipment of targets for Project Maple Seed, so I threw them in the storage area, and then, you know, you go to SFRC. I bribed my son with uh, some of the chip truck wagon stuff, lift heavy boxes. So I said, come and I'll, I'll buy you some chips. But I went in there, said hi to everybody. It's like my cheers place. I, you know, hey, everybody. And it's, hey, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. So um, just took a look around. Didn't buy anything this time bought ammo last time but nothing this time and what else i got a package in the mail so in the mail it came from uh great birch solutions so what they sent to me and it was the big bang that you're going to hear in in the interview in a little bit but so what you guys actually are seeing is their new 12.5 inch carbon wrap um, bull barrel um, uh, new bull barrel, and then I also got their classic Shrike uh, receiver. Ooh, I think I got a little dent in it from falling on the floor. Crap. Um, good. So, Get that first dent out of the way. You're good to go. Yeah. So I installed it on my I I, I installed it on my um, 1022 as well. And as Dave <laughs> said, how many parts on this 1022 are original? Uh, the bolt. That's it. Now. Uh, what don't a slacker. If you, change, if you change the head on the axe and you change the handle on the axe, it's still not the same axe. So I don't think you can say you change the receiver and the barrel and in, install them into your gun. That becomes the gun. Yeah. So, no. Just. Tist. So we're still waiting for the bolts to become available from Grey Birch Solutions. But as soon as that happens, I will install the new uh, Grey Birch uh, Solutions. Um, what does it weigh? Oh. What does it weigh? It actually, I don't know. I haven't measured or weighed it yet. It's a little bit heavier than the one that I, the barrel, the barrel that I had on it was a factory barrel, but it was the 50th anniversary. So it was a stainless one. It was a heavy barrel, a heavier barrel, but it wasn't a bull barrel. So 
Um, so I don't know what the weight is, the weight difference. It is noticeable though. And it's balanced well. Uh, one of the things that I really, really like about the receiver itself, it, is, it does have the integrated rail on the top of it that's already on there. The one complaint I have or the one suggestion I have for Steve, and I'm going to let him know this, is that we need the uh, rail to be a little bit longer. And the reason is, and it's the same reason why I said to Dave, Dave, go and buy a longer rail. Because um, if you take a look at, Dave, I want you to look at your 1022 and I want you to look at my 1022 that's right here. Hold on. I put it away. Okay. Should I get one too? Yeah, everybody yep. hold up their 1022. Okay, so what you'll notice is that uh, on this, this rail is I have moved my scope to the very last as far as I can go. And what we see typically is people will mount their scopes, but they mount their scopes way too close to their face and uh, they can't get a good eye relief. And you know, marksmanship is all about eye relief and being able to see your target. So you move your scope, you move your scope forward. And one of the recommendations we have is to put an extended rail on your 1022. This is also really important, especially if you're doing long range and precision shooting as well. Um, unfortunately, I probably needed about another centimeter uh, of uh, on this rail, but I I can make this work. Um, yeah. Yeah. I ran into mine too because the rail is just long enough to mount well the skip. So. Exactly. So Delaska's has the t extended rails and they are and you can buy ones with 20 MOA too if you want to do precision. Um they're $34 and they ship them pretty quickly too. So Does if you need shooting center carry them. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I've been looking around and I'm making recommendations to people on some of the things that they can change out or, or upgrade because I'm also now responsible for apparently helping my brother with uh, changing out some of my nephews 1022 and also my dad's too. So, you know, you buy people guns or you actually take them shooting and now you got to buy them parts for their guns. Um, so, but I love it. I haven't had a chance to shoot it yet and I, I was hoping to this weekend, but I can't. And one of the reasons is because we're having our Gunny Girl calendar photo shoot this weekend. So Tracy Wilson, myself, Kelly Kincaid, and 10 of the lovely ladies are going to be actually taking pictures and with guns and all, you know, and different all kinds of things. So you should see some of the props we have lined up and we're going to, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Now, that being said, this black cloud is hanging over me. I don't know why, but maple seed, everyone that were, every maple seed I have in Ontario, it rains or a tornado or whatever. Okay, whatever. But um, this weekend, apparently the it's going to rain all weekend because of the hurricane that's down. I think we're getting the, the weather from it. So, yeah, so Laura and the, <laughs> the photo shoots are outside, right? Yeah. I got a message today. Is there a rain date? No, there's no rain date. <laughs> We're going to take the pictures. The <laughs> yeah, so we'll figure it out. Bring but maybe... umbrellas. Kelly's going to yeah. be there. Bring umbrellas. <laughs> I, went and got, I went and got the maple seed pop-up tents. 
just because <laughs> that's why I was the at the everybody's under a 10. They're not uh, they're not rotted out from all the moisture that they're constantly subjected to. No, because I, yeah. I constantly open them and dry them and then close them up again when they're dry and then put them back in and then it's like twice the amount of work and I just generous. So yeah, I have a new nickname. It's called the Schwartz Vulcan. Uh, that means Schwartz black cloud. Yeah, Schwartz Vulcan. I like it. Yeah, let me new nickname. I carry it with me. <laughs> it is a good assassin name. Assassin name. Um, so what else is happening? Yesterday, Wednesday night, skeet night. So here's the deal. I was having a good day yesterday. I was happy, whatever. So I went skeet shooting with Kelly, typically like we do. So, and remember I was telling you that last week I had like the best day ever. It was 20 out of 25 clays that I broke. And it was because I was channeling the darkness and I was really aggressive, right? Anyways, um, I was able to have a really, really good shoot. Uh, so Trevor volunteered to help with, you know, basically pissing me off uh, so that I could have a good shoot. So I called him when I got to the range yesterday. That's what and that was about. So he, he continued to exist? <laughs> yeah. So I called him. I said, hey, listen, it's skeet night. I'm at the range. And he goes, okay. And I said, well, no, you're supposed to help me out. You're supposed to motivate me, remember? And he goes, oh, yeah. And so what he said, he's not on the show. But what he said was, remember last week when you got like 20 out of 25, your best ever? I said, yeah. He goes, well, that was a fluke. It's never happening again. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I promptly hung up on him. <laughs> Anyways, he thought, he actually thought I was mad at him. I wasn't, I was laughing my butt off. But what happened was... I only got 14 clays. I didn't. I didn't do as well. It didn't work. He didn't. You have failed, Trevor. You have yeah, failed. he you failed. Had one job. So, yeah, we. Had, but you know what? It was fun. We had a great time. So, but it was I hilarious. Was it was too. It was too funny. It was funny. That's the best you've got, Trevor. You need to step up your game, man. Yeah. That, yeah. That is he like actually, he texted me later. Or, you know, I, he's thinking that I was mad at him. I wasn't. I thought it was funny to hang up on him. It was part of the hang up game. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I forgot to tell you guys. I went out on Sunday uh, with one of the ladies from, uh, you know, hashtag my tribe. Anyways, I was going to go with Kelly and uh, this other lady that I that we generally go with and we go out at on sunday mornings at like freaking nine o'clock in the morning it's way too early but anyways so we went kelly wasn't able to join us but uh i i went out and um sunday mornings at my club is ipsic morning and it's all the guys that are just they want to practice and just go 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 and either they'll shoot indoors or they'll they'll pick a outdoor range and just set up tar uh, targets and they'll go and go these are the guys that are real keeners and these are the guys that are you know it's all about go fast and so the lady that i was shooting with she's a really she's an amazing lady but she is brand new she, well not brand new she's only been shooting pistols for about six or seven months um her boyfriend is part of that crew and uh sh so she basically she wanted to shoot she asked me if i wanted to shoot with them i said no uh and the reason is because i there's certain things that i wanted to work on again I'm looking at eventually taking the Black Badge course when it's up and running again in Kingston. So I wanted to do that. And I just want to make sure that my fundamentals are all there and I'm able to actually incorporate what I need to do and sort of I can pack, pass the Black Badge. So uh, 
we went and I was looking at, so the first thing that I did was we came up with a plan. Remember when we were talking last week about, or it was the week before about uh, Adriel having a plan and planning to train and incorporating the stuff that we needed instead of just shooting. You don't remember that? I made a plan for the yeah. next time I go to the range based mm. on like, hey, I got to beat Kelly. <laughs> if she's taking a plan, I got to take a plan to the range too. I right. can't just be there just to hammer rounds out. No, you should be able to put in, make it functional, right? Mm-hmm. Not just put it down range. So what I did was, okay, so I said to the lady, I said, what do you want to work on? And I said, like, let's come up with a plan and let's put it in. So we were saying, okay, we're going to do uh, weekend, uh, strong hand. We're going to do movement. We're going to actually do mag changes and uh, all this stuff. And so I said, okay, let's do 10 rounds freestyle just to warm up, which we did. And then what we started to do is we did double tap, uh, mag change, double tap, mag change, double tap. We did it for at 20 meters and then we actually um, did 20 rounds. And um, what happened was I looked over and I said, okay, let's go and patch. So we patched and uh, I looked at her target and I noticed that she kept doing, uh, kept um, hitting uh, to the lower right hand or left hand side. And I'm going, okay, what's going on? Cause she's, it's kind of like almost like a shotgun pattern with a, a lot in the lower left hand side, which I know is, you know, she's flinching. She goes, I'm flinching. And I said, okay, so like, why are you flinching? She goes, I don't know. I've come to the range and like my boyfriend actually said, let's work on it. And I said, okay, so you've diagnosed that you're flinching. So how do you, how are you fixing it? And she goes, we're not fixing it. He just told me to aim higher. I'm going, <laughs> that works. Not, that works for a little bit. That works for a little bit. It's not a long-term solution. <laughs> so I said, she's relatively new to this, like six months, right? Yeah. And anyway, so I said, okay, so when you went, you, you're, this is why I recommend that you don't train your partners at all. Get somebody else to train them. Find somebody reputable. And this is actually what I said to her too. I said, when you actually started shooting, did you shoot, did he train you on the fundamentals, like, and not speed and get sure, make sure that you build that foundation. Cause I tried to make it like there's foundation. It's kind of like building a house and then you can put stuff on top of it. Or, you know, you can actually just get in there and build something and it's not according to code and it's going to fall down. So which did you, he, and she goes, well, it's all about speed for him. Right. And I said, but, you don't have your foundation. So let's look at the fundamentals, right? So she said, I'm flinching. I said, well, let's look how bad you're flinching. So I took a casing and I put it on her pistol and I asked her to actually do trigger squeeze and she was flinching. I said, okay, so here's what we're going to do. So I went through this whole thing. And by the way, Rick Woods, I want to say thank you to you because he taught me the fundamentals way back when, when we, I went to the Fire Art Solutions uh, fundamentals training course way back when, when we had the charity shoot here in Brockville. And I keep saying I'm not a pistol shooter and I'm new to pistol shooting and that's baloney. It is baloney because that was like four years ago, five years ago that that happened. I just don't shoot pistol. But when I do shoot pistol now, I'm actually to the point where I can hit where I'm aiming and I'm going to make sure that I have a hole this big, right? That's it. So, um, so I set her up with the fundamentals, a proper grip. She had not a great grip. Um, and with like, I got taught 
you have to make it relatable, especially to women. So you have to make it relatable. So sh she was actually taught to grip the pistol. And I said, what's going on? So strong hand, what's going on with your recant? And she goes, nothing. I said, so push pull. And she didn't know what I was talking about. So I, I said, okay, ketchup mustard. You're taking a ketchup bottle. And this is actually from doing pistol with ladies who are just introducing them. You're taking your ketchup bottle and you're taking your mustard bottle and you're squeezing them. It's kind of like golf too, when you take the fleshy part and fleshy part and you, you put them together. So I kept yelling at her, ketchup mustard, ketchup mustard. So that actually, the reality Why is- Why did you not record these training sessions? This would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it helped, it helped with her flinching. The next piece was, I noticed that her, she was in the trigger, but it was up to her second knuckle. So I got her a proper tr trigger placement. And then what I was, and then again, it was like, okay, now let's work on a trigger pull. And that actually helped too. So every time that we did something, we add, I added to it, but I let her try it just like I do with maple seed. And it's the same sort of thing that, you know, some of those transferable skills. Then I looked at actually her proper positioning because I actually did, I videotaped her, right? So everything nice. that so everything that we did, we did it with dry firing, and then we actually incorporated five rounds, and then I would videotape her, and I'd actually get her to come over and have a look at it. And then when I was looking at her, and I was looking at her positioning, I I went, oh my God, she's she she's on the back of her heels, she's okay, Mike Pospolita, if you're watching, I'm sorry, but it's Mike. You guys have seen the pictures of Mike Pospolita. He's going like this. She's leaning back and she says, I'm afraid I'm going to fall over. I said, well, look at where your feet are. And I showed her the video. Her boyfriend trains. And when he trained her, the positioning of his feet was side by side, but he has duck feet and they're out. Right. And that's how he taught her to stand. And I'm going, no, come on over. So I want to show you the video. So she walked over to me and then I showed her the video and then I took the video away and I said, look down at your feet. She looked down at her feet and it was, she was offset. And I said, is that comfortable for you? And she says, yeah. I said, well, that's your stance. Go back over to the line, get into uh, your stance with one foot in front of the other, but relax and lean forward and push out. And then it was like, oh, she goes, oh my God, this is so comfortable. And she started hitting where she was supposed to hit. The other thing is she's so tiny too. She weighs like maybe a buck 10 soaking ring and wet. She doesn't have the muscle strength. So I said, push out and lock your arms because she's getting so much information from these guys that she shoots with on Sunday mornings and they're critical. And she, she actually doesn't want to shoot with them anymore because they're so hypercritical. She just wants to work on her. And I said, well, don't shoot with them. Come shoot with us. We'll make sure. And she was so excited because she was hitting where she wanted to hit. Every time that we talked about something, she incorporated it and it was getting better and better and better. So she pushed out, she locked her arms. And then the other thing that she still has really weak little wrists. So I said, push out, but also push down with your wrists. And that locks your wrist. And it was just like a, like the sun and the moon aligned, right? And it was amazing for her. And she's, this is just amazing. So the next thing that we did was Ian, we, like part of our plan got thrown out the window, but the other part, we started incorporating the movement. So I got her to move, start walking forward and backwards and transitioning and different things like that. As soon as I introduced that, everything was out the window. And I let her, and I let her do it but I videotaped her and I called her back and she wasn't hitting where she had a, she got two on 
the target and I called her back and said, okay, let's have a look. So I looked at it. She looked at it and I said, what happened? She goes, I'm doing everything that I was doing before. I said, okay, it's kind of like when you, I said, when you get into the, when you get ready, it's like IPSEC, they're saying, our shooter, are you ready? But during that period, you have to mentally actually get ready, get your feet positioned correctly, get your arm ready. And then actually you can even put, you can even pretend to push out, do what you're doing. Like when I get into position, I'm going, okay, I'm going to shoot two here, make make change two here, make change two here. And then it's kind of like you're mentally able to do it. And when she was able to do that, she was like hitting, she, we ended the day with her getting all five of her shots as alphas. It was fantastic. She was so excited, but I gave her homework. I'm not a, I'm not a pistol shooter. I keep saying I'm not a pistol shooter, but I gave her homework. I said, here's your homework. You do not need to wear your belts and you don't need to wear your pistol. You can dry fire if you want. You can do that and you can dry fire and everything that we talked about. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to actually pretend to push out and even walking down the street, you can pretend to push out and practice your stance and practice your walk and practice all of this. And the reason is because she's taken the black badge course, she needs to, and then she needs to get some time in with her pistols too, because it, we were there for maybe two, two and a half hours and she was getting tired at, at the end of it. So I'm going, well, with the black badge, we're going to be there all day and you're going to mm -hmm. actually fire a lot. So you need to, we need to keep coming back and we still need to continue to hit, but with black badge and if you want to qualify you have to get the majority of your shots and as alphas and she wasn't at the beginning but at the end she was just nailing it and it, like it's fantastic and i said to her i next time i see her boyfriend i'm going to give him a cup upside the head because you you need instead because he's teaching her his bad habits like he's a phenomenal shooter with respect to being able to hit but he's one of those shooters that he shouldn't be hitting where he's hitting and it's all about speed for him. And he's teaching that to her. And I said, get somebody else to teach you. Somebody who's reputable and- Like teaching your kids to drive. It's just a bad idea. Yeah, really, really it's bad okay. idea. But she had such a great time. And she goes, what I learned here today has helped me tremendously. She no longer feels uncomfortable. What I was, when I was taking the pictures, she was closing her eyes when she was pulling the trigger. You have to keep your eyes open. Is <laughs> the other thing too. but. It was probably one of the best days we've ever had shooting. And the reason is because it, there was such a huge learning curve. And at the end of it, the goal was accomplished, basically. It was, we saw improvement. That's a, that's a huge morale booster, especially I'm, if you're, yeah. you're thinking, you know, I, I suck. I can't do this properly. And then, oh, wait, I can do this. Yeah. So. But it's not it's not coping and teaching a bad habit to fix a problem. It's not even fixing the problem. It's just actually, let, I said, no, you have to actually figure out what the actual problem is and then fix it. I said, I'm going to come up to him. I'm going to move a cuff upside the head. Anyways, but she was super excited about it. My parting comment with her was if you actually learn the fundamentals and you keep working on the fundamentals, you're actually going to get better than your boyfriend is you're going to be a better shooter than he is yeah because you have that foundation well and like i don't know I've, I've seen females at uh at handgun shooting courses and they take the instruction and they apply it and uh there's no other baggage they're taking yeah. with it as yeah. bad as like guys take extra baggage to to shooting handguns because a lot of guys just expect that you're going to pick a handgun up and uh able to shoot, shoot it really well and then when you try and you can't um 
you know, that's uh bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just hammer out the shots. Don't worry about <laughs> accuracy through volume. Yeah. <laughs> no. we, can, we can cheat on a lot of things too, right? Like when yeah. I'm using my 1911, I have big hands. I could, I can cheat. I can do all sorts of stuff. I can muscle that gun around and someone who's smaller than me can't do that. Yeah. So. She's five foot nothing. And as I said, she weighs maybe a hundred pounds. Right. And so she's handling this firearm and her hands are really, really tiny, but it, it, the fundamentals are now there. And so I'm hoping that she wants to go shooting again. I think it was fantastic that, that anyways, it was a really, really good day shooting. And then awesome. I was just, and I was having such a good time because I was just drilling it, you know, you saw my targets and I'm going, I kind of stopped saying that I'm not a pistol shooter. I actually am. I mean, I really enjoy it. So I'll just, yeah. Anyways, that's me. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. I'm bringing pom-poms next time I see you shoot somewhere. I'm going to be standing there in pom-poms like, give me an A, give me a G, give me an R. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I actually did start chanting that and singing that during ski. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Have that's fun. it. That's it for me. Uh, yeah, the shoot's coming up this weekend. I'll let you guys know how that went if we actually got rained on and poured on. So, yeah. You don't need to tell us. We know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send pictures of us looking like drowned rods. <sighs> there it is. All right. Oh, I'm the lead host. Okay. Uh, upcoming events. Uh, our upcoming events section is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is the Canadian digital digital agency that works ex exclusively can't talk in the firearms of vertical. Uh, they help. Uh, they help them with business processes, strategic planning, uh, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You can check them out at telosalpha.com. So we have some of the things that are happening. Hey, Adriel, did you update hey. this at all? Uh, yeah, kind of. Drumheller is open for September 3rd, so if you want to get on there, go ahead. Uh, I just opened one spot up for the BTSA one on September 1st, so if you're bored on a Tuesday... If uh, work's furloughed you because you're working for like oil and gas and you're in Calgary and you have nothing to do on a Tuesday, April seed, BTSA. Cheap day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll be a fun day. Adriel's yeah. there. Uh, uh, we'll be there. And Rick will yeah. be there. And it's going to be awesome. Oh, Rick's going to be there too? Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, well, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, ORPS at Rustouche Gun Club on the 22nd. And also an ORPS match at the Miramichi Gun Club on August 29th. Chaz, is your, Wait, do you still I didn't have any? That. Okay, I was just going to say, do you have any spots available for that? No. Oh. No, all right. Oh. So uh, any of our listeners, if you have events that are going to be taking place and you want us to plug them, uh, send us an email at Slamfire Radio and we'll, we'll put it into our events calendar as well. Let's talk about the news. Okay, uh, so here's some people that have donated to the CCFR Legal Challenge, and it is called the Legal Challenge I looked last week. So ultim uh, it is Ultimatum Precision. Is that it? Ultimatum Precision? That's not right. It's Ultimate Precision, isn't it? I don't know. Ultimatum Precision. Uh, it's going to hit or not. That's the ultimatum. <laughs> if you want it to hit, you have to I use just, Ultimatum Precision. When I, I just copied this from the uh, the facebook group and i'm gone oh, 
ultimatum. That doesn't make sense. Ultimatum precision. Anyways, they raised $8,500 for the CCFR legal challenge. That's fantastic. It is Bank ultimatum. It is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bancroft Fish and Game, a protective association, Inc. So, by the way, these are the people that brought maple seed or apple seed to Canada. Fantastic, fantastic range. They raised $11,615 and presented a check to Tracy this past week. Then also the Dryden Rifle and Pistol Club raised $3,610. So if you would like to make a donation to the CCFR Legal Fund, uh, contact them at uh, uh, finance at, uh, at um, firearmsrights.ca. Fire off an email and let them know that you've also donated as well and we can plug it here on the show. Hey, are we going to still continue with that challenge for the other podcasts? So first focal plane, um, Patriot podcast, uh, there's a few other ones as well. Uh, we donated $1,000, so we would like you to donate $1,000 too. We're challenging you. We're throwing down the gauntlet. I don't know Except if we're... What? Everything is a competition, so it better be more than $1,000. Yeah, do more Andrew. than 1000 and Andrew. And then <laughs> we'll make Trevor do something really... I don't know what we'll make him do, but you might we'll like it, money. actually. We'll make him race toy cards so he looks silly. No, oh, he wait, that. he does that on his own. Yeah, he likes that <laughs> stuff. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Hey, Andrew can come up with something. Anyways, uh, other things in the news. Uh, there's been a new documentary that's coming out, and they're going to be doing, I think it's in September. It's called Broken Trust. It's the CCFR. They're doing a documentary on on basically the government and how it has broken the trust with Canadians across the country. It's going to be on Wild TV. Tune in, have a look. Uh, it's available. There's a snippet of it available on the CCFR uh, page as well. Put a sling on your rifle. What does that mean? Oh, there's a 17-year-old who uh, got in a tussle in a riot and uh, oh, had right. to use his rifle to defend himself. So uh, put a sling on your rifle. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good thing to keep people from stripping your rifle out of your hands, and yeah. uh, it might uh, it might save your life. Yeah. Unless you might need your hands for something. So, getting up, uh, fighting people off. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. there a skateboard involved in that too? And a handgun. Someone someone a had a handgun hand. and tried to try to go all Clint Eastwood and be like, "Oh, I'm giving up," and then grab a handgun out okay. of his pocket. Wasn't Do you know where this? Enough. You know where this all is taking place? This is American news. I know that, but you know where this is taking place? Do you know where it happened? Near Chicago. No, I thought it was... Or... It was Wisconsin. Yes. Wisconsin. Cheese capital of the world. They wear cheese head stuff. <laughs> Obviously, they, they also... Uh, uh, yeah, also uh, rioting over there a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, pro tips, if you're at a riot and you see someone with a rifle, don't say, shoot me, and uh, <laughs> chase after them. And uh, don't bring a skateboard to a gunfight. And uh, don't try to be Clint Eastwood when a guy's like just wasted your friend right next to you and you think you yeah. can get a beat on him. It's not a good idea. Eh, I didn't watch anything of it. I'm just going, I don't really know. Anyways, Put a sling on okay. your rifle. Put a sling on your rifle. That's Adriel's right. tip of the fine. day. You should do pro tip corner. Adriel's pro tip corner. <laughs> Based on video, some sort of tragedy funny. of this week, <laughs> here's a tip to, to Yeah. Yeah. Swept up in a tornado? Put a sling on your rifle. <laughs> or a hurricane in Louisiana. Put a sling on your rifle. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to actually talk about some new gun stuff. Uh, one of the sponsors for our section is the Bolt Action Coffee. Bolt Action Coffee is now, well, actually, uh, Slam Fire Radio is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. Coffee is roasted in small batches, and it is super, honestly, one of the best coffee that we've ever tasted. Uh, I'm actually bringing some to the weekend. I'm bringing my little French press and everything. Uh, anyways, so if you would like to check out boltactioncoffee.com and order some, they will be roasting some new stuff soon. By the way, they have new apparel coming out too, so I'm going to buy a t-shirt so I can wear it on the show. All right, new gun stuff. Adriel, take it away. Uh, the WSMCRs. Uh, so I was complaining about the uh, stock. Now they come with Fab Defense stocks, which are going to be more reliable than this. That's crap. So that's good. Yep, Fab Defense stock and grip, which is kind of neat. They're also left-hand charge only. So they're taking away the uh, slider on the right-hand side right here. And yep. now it's just flat, and this goes down a little bit. So now there's mm. no slider bit on the right-hand side, which I'm not a lefty, so I don't care about them. And uh, I think that's a good idea. The lefties might not, but uh, who cares? They can uh, just learn to use the other hand. And uh, <laughs> right hand. There's a reason it's called the right hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing I did. Look. No, no. Uh, no ambi safety. I just pulled, okay. that, pulled it right off of there. It's not required to keep uh, the uh, safety in there. It's, it's being held in by a sp uh, spring and some other stuff. So... Uh, to heck with you, lefties. Uh, like, this is like this gun's safety. right hand only. <laughs> if I you could get like one of them plates. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. You don't like ambi safeties? Uh, you know uh, where this one is positioned? Uh, when it was down, I'll show you on this side here. Uh, when it was down and oh. my finger was straight across, it was uh, it was in the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't huh. like having a safety in the way. And I don't otherwise need the one on this side, so I took it off while I was changing the brake and whatnot. You might as well. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled that off. Uh, yeah. So the WSMCRs are a little bit different. I think they're charging a little bit more for them as well, and they're charging more for the WKs as well, based on what I've seen uh, this week. ATRS is still selling modern sporter sets. So, oh, that. Uh, that page is broken, but uh, they're still selling them. So if you want to buy one, mm. they're still selling them. They're saying, hey, no, uh, the law is uh, if uh, it's classified as X for this amount of time, uh, you can't just arbitrarily change it, which was part of C42, I believe. Yep. Yep. And uh, still hasn't been, that bit hasn't been repealed yet. So uh, they're saying, no, RCMP have it wrong. And so essentially they're them. saying, come at me, bro. Yeah, they're giving, yeah. Good on basically. them. Yep, yep, which is very them. neat because, uh, yeah, I think that's that's something that has to be done. So, yep. Don't stand up to them, then they'll just kick you over. Well, and I think, like, again, there's there's kind of two strategies to, um, to a lot of this gun stuff. You can be quiet about it and hope that no one pays attention and we, quote, unquote, get away with... LAR mags or 180s or, or whatever the case might be. And the other uh, strategy is, nope, promote it, get as many people doing this as possible. 
I am of the latter camp. I like the promoting it and getting as many people to do it as possible. That's why I talk about 180s and Blar mags and that kind of thing on my channel so that three gunners get into it and buy lots of them. And it's yep. politically punishing uh, if, uh, if anyone bans that kind of stuff. Um, I can see the strategy of why some people don't want any of that stuff talked about. I just don't think it, it works. Like uh, so, no, some of the comments if, on the on the 180, for example, would be people saying like, "Oh, don't talk about it. They're going to ban it." It's like they have a database with all these things in them. There's pictures of these things. Like they know about all the guns that are the not gun banned. Ban people already posted photos of it, saying we're coming yeah. for this next. They forgot this one. It's not like they don't know. Don't give yeah. them ideas. I'm like they want all guns banned. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and the more people, yeah, exactly. The more people that talk about this stuff, the more that'll be out there in the wild, and and it's kind of like, it's kind of like gun ranges. They say, don't take any pictures, don't post them on social media. Why the hell not? Yeah. Let's make it yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I could see being risk averse, but also you got to promote stuff to to, yeah, to get it out there. Yeah. We need yeah. more people well, at the range, more competition shooting push yep. all of it yeah and that fear-based stuff i mean where has that gotten us i mean we did that in the 80s and it got us all those gun bans in the 90s and then i know people that will not tell anyone that they shoot they own guns nothing because they're afraid of it and i'm like do you really want to uh, be friends with people who wouldn't be friends with you just because of the sport that you enjoy yeah Forget it. well them. there's yeah. there's something to be said about like if you live in a neighborhood with less savory people like not having stickers on your car maybe well, a good idea okay yeah so i recently saw an article where people were buying those not buying they were being given those uh, core class signs to stick on mm -hmm. your you know for the elections mm -hmm. so you stick them on your front yard and it said this is a gun-free house i think that's a fabulous idea <laughs> people yeah there's a whole bunch of people and they're sticking these on the front yard i'm going you guys are just Wow, it's advertising. I support yeah. their ability to do whatever they want. As, you know as what? a firm libertarian, like they can do anything that they want to, uh, and I support it. They can put up signs that say they don't have any guns in their house. Yeah. It, it, it's not a good idea. But <laughs> I like if my house might be a free gun house. But. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. a sign pointing over here, not me, and I don't really want to put those on up either. I don't want to advertise. Anyways. It's important that you're like omission. That sign is not on your lawn. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Maybe. Maybe there's a gun. Maybe not. Find out. Yeah. yeah. F, F around and find out. <laughs> the saying is the break the guy that breaks in, aren't you gonna call the cops? No, nobody knows you're here. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that publicly. All right. So let's get into the main topic. So for tonight's main topic, we have QCIF, the Women's Committee. QCIF is the Canadian University Shooting Federation, um, and we have a few ladies that are have joined that uh, committee. And why don't we go do a little bit of a roundtable to introduce yourself? Regina, why don't you introduce yourself first? Hello, my name is Regina. Um, um, I graduated from the University of Calgary a couple of years ago, and I was actually the president of the University of Calgary Firearms Association. And through running that um, club, I met Dave, who is the 
president and um, one of the founders of QCIF. And he was pretty much like already recruited me to be part of QCIF as uh, before I even graduated. So as soon as I graduated and I left my role at uh, the UCFA, he wanted me to join QCIF. So he was just like, why don't we create a women's program where you kind of like take the lead on it and just mold it and build it as how you see fit best for the organization, right? So that's how I got involved with QCIF and where the women's program got involved. And then thankfully I met these two lovely ladies, Casey and Denine, who are the, from Lady Guns. Yeah. And we started working together and, and I, right away I was just like, I need your help because you guys have a women's program, a women's organization and it's uh, very successful and I need help with building a women's program for QCIF because it's literally coast to coast, right? So I, I couldn't do it all by myself. No, and you reached out, so you reached out to Deneen. Deneen, do you want to introduce yourself? You've been on the show before, so just say hi, but uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself if they haven't Thanks. listened before. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Deneen, uh, founder of Lady Guns, and uh, uh, started shooting at, uh, I think, six years of age, but really got serious about 10 years ago, uh, competitive sports shooting, and uh, enjoyed uh, a number of disciplines. Uh, I do it recreationally as well as I mentor and uh, I'm an instructor and I like to get out and hunt as well. So uh, awesome. lots of weekend activities in and around the firearms and joining, uh, joining this crew for, uh, for QCIF women's programming is gonna be a huge highlight. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. So Casey's also somebody who is part of Lady Guns. Casey, do you wanna introduce yourself and say hi to everybody? Sure. So I'm Casey Gavinchuk. I am a, uh, I'm an instructor and a uh, gun enthusiast. I am uh, I used to or I still shoot competitively uh, whenever I can. Um, and Deneen and I have been shooting together for probably about ten years. We've gone through our instructor courses. Um, we've competed against each other. Uh, done a whole bunch of traveling, and then we started up uh, Lady Guns to um, help bring more women into the shooting community. So yeah, fantastic. Now, um, Regina, you already gave us a little information about uh, QCEF itself. Dave's been on the program as well, and he he um, yeah, probably about a year ago, and he uh, talked about QCEF. Um, but why don't you tell us exactly what uh, the Canadian University Shooting Federation is about, and then also um, what's the pro women's program about? Like, um, so basically, the the main point of QCIF is to assist the university firearm clubs, right? So um, the clubs can be either sports clubs or just uh, for to take out shooters to like introduce them to the sport, right? Um, so we what when QSF started they saw a potential right for um getting more students into uh the sports of shooting right and they saw that uh ucfa was already very successful in calgary and same as the mount royal um, uh, um firearms club down there and mm -hmm. there was also carlton right so right when um, Dave kind of like thought about it and 
some of the members from QCIF thought about it. It was just like, well, why don't we mail, make this organization where we can help new university clubs build, like get created and also uh, assist already existing clubs so that they don't fail, right? So right. We're, more, we're there to assist the university clubs. So with whatever they need, with um, whether it's um, mainly like helping them with events or like giving them information, um, helping them mainly get started. So get started and once they're already like sustainable and like able to stand on their own, like just have events with them. And for the women's program, part of it, it was more like, okay, so we got QCIF and we got the university clubs doing their own thing, they're fine. But how now, how can we bring more women and not just women, not just women in general, but students, right? So female students, so the younger generations to be part of um, the firearms community as well, right? Because right. We, we see everywhere that women are not as involved in the community, even though I'm, I've met so many women through being part of the UCFA that were interested, but they were also very cautious about it. They weren't really sure about it. and unfortunately the firearms community has like this thing it's like um that a lot of people see it as like a man's sport like things that yeah. only men would do right so and that a lot of younger females they're kind of like hesitant about it if they it's not already part of like their family um dynamic right so mm -hmm. we want to help the university clubs give them information and just show females that are yeah. interested that there is women in the community that we are successful in it and that there is women from all different backgrounds right like whether you're a young person that is just getting started or like someone that's already been part of the community um shooting hunting like being successful in the community right so like you want to show all different parts of the community um for these females to be like excited and want to be part of it as well right so right just like little things help right with um with the students with like uh for example like we talked about um the universities having the um clubs week right so if you have a female at the club's booth like being there for the advertising the club like you will get more females to come and ask questions right and like that's what i would get and like when i was running that organization I was just like we need at least one female at all times at that table because if you have a female you will get females to come and talk to you they'll be like hey how do you get involved in it like do you like it like should I try it kind of thing and if you don't have that then they don't really want to come and talk to the guys they're just like mm, maybe next time like not really for me kind of thing right so just little things that we can change so that women feel more comfortable being part of it or right. want to be part of it. And that's, that's essentially what um, um, Deneen and uh, Casey's trying to do with Lady Guns as well. So Deneen, do you want to tell us how Lady Guns uh, got involved in this committee? Like, I think that you met Regina, did you not? And then, and we did, I did. Yeah, we, uh, I met Regina at a um, SCI convention. So it was a African yeah. hunters convention and uh, and we ran into each other and uh, I saw this university uh, table with some young ladies. And, and so I went over and told them about Lady Guns and they told me about QCIF and I said, how can I help? Uh, Lady Guns is all about getting women and youth involved in uh, shooting and hunting and all those lovely fun outdoor recreation kind of activities related to firearms. So 
uh, it was uh, it was a, an instant connection, and uh, we went out and shot with uh, with the groups, the University of Calgary and uh, Mount Royal, and then we hosted some events uh, where some of their members came to our Lady Guns events. So, uh, and then after that year, when Regina uh, moved away from the University of Calgary, she asked if we would like to participate on this committee, and Casey and I jumped at the chance. Fantastic. Okay. So, um, Regina, why don't you tell us about the committee itself? Um, what's the objective of the committee? Uh, it's, you kind of actually have already talked about it. Is it. The objective is to get more women into shooting, but is there, um, is there, are there any other mandate with, with the committee that, you know, or, or objective other than just, well, I guess that is the mandate, isn't it? <laughs> Get more women into shooting and for it to become normal for, for or seen as normal for, for women in shooting. Um, is there anything else that we're missing with the respect to that? Yeah, so no, like the main, the main thing is to make women more comfortable and want them, like help them to be able to like, want to be part of the community, right? Um, but we're going to be hopefully hosting um, events with the clubs, right? Um, once uh, we figure out what's going on with COVID, right? But um, that's the sort of things that we're looking for in the future. And then, oh yeah, like another, and actually another main thing is I want to be able to make connections for the universities, connect them to their local you know, um, women organizations in their area, right? So for okay. example, with the Lady Guns, they are based in uh, Alberta, right? So yep. what we did, we, they're connected with um, the University of Calgary and Mount Royal, as well as... Um, um, Lethbridge. Lethbridge. Yeah, Lethbridge, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so like same thing, kind of like how we how it was formed down in uh, the southern part of Alberta. I would like to build the same connections for other universities in their areas as well. Okay, yeah. so um, we'll cap. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit and in, in a little bit. But what I want to do is I want to actually uh, you to explain the call to action that we're having. So. Um, University is about to shoot, to start up. Um, COVID has impacted that a little bit. Do you want to tell us about how we're going to uh, launch this program um, for the clubs across the country? Yes. So um, unfortunately, yeah, dealing with COVID and everything, like the universities are handling differently. Like most of them, they won't be going to school right away. Everything's going to be yeah. online for the first semester. It looks like so, and if for most universities, it looks like their clubs week is still going to happen and it's going to be online as well. So what we were looking at is just like, okay, how can we uh, officially launch the program and get people and students to learn about it, right? So what we're doing is we're going to be doing an online launch at the beginning of October. So the date that we're looking at is October 1st. Right. And what we're going to do is we're going to obviously give all the information to the university so they can advertise it through their clubs week and their online platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever platform they're using so that they can advertise it to their members and potential members. Right. And then we'll get people, whoever uh, is interested to sign up for it. And then we're going to host it through Google meetings. Yep. And 
yeah, so it's basically going to be about just us introducing the program, what we have planned um, for the now and for the future. And also we're going to have, um, uh, we're looking at having three female speakers um, at the online launch. So we're gonna have female speakers that talk about the area of uh, hunting, sports and career. So that way we can hit like a little different areas um, of the community, right? So that yeah. because a lot of people, when they think about the community, sometimes they, all, they either think about like hunting or like the specifically the sports part of it, but like there's also an area in, in a career path as well, right? So mm -hmm. we want to show students and um, just people that want to be part of it that there is that potential career path that if they want to take it within this um, part of um, firearms, right? Okay. So. So, um, Casey, do you want to tell us a little bit about what people can expect to hear about during um, the online launch? What types of questions they're going to be talking about and what the format is? Yeah, so um, I think we're going to go with a uh, more of an organic kind of conversation where we'll have uh, one of us um, mediate, mediate. Um, moderate? <laughs> moderate. Yes, moderate. <laughs> And we'll be asking questions like, how did they get into uh, the shooting sports? Um, why did they decide to get into that career path? Um, you know, was it part of their everyday life when they were growing up? Or did something happen to, uh, to bring it into their life and, and, um, make them really excited about it, um, that kind of stuff. Okay, so it's a little bit, as you said, it's going to be organic, but at the same time, you're going to guide the interview. But to, it's going to, I think we're also going to have like a Q&A period where it's almost like an Ask Me Anything and AMA yeah. after that as well. Um, and mm -hmm. these are going to be, uh, these are going to be people that are um, mentors or leaders in the field too, I think. Uh, that we're going to approach and, and have them on. Um, Regina, do you have to be part of a university or a university club to participate in this? Uh, you do not need to. Um, even to be, if you even want to join a university club, um, most of them, you don't have to be a member. Like when we, uh, like for the UCFA, we had teachers, we had parents that want to be part of it. Like if you are from a different university or a different college that doesn't have a club and you want to be part of a club, you can go ahead and join it. You, like, yeah, like you said, you don't have to be part of that university or a student to be part of the club. If you want to get involved, you can go ahead and be involved. Like the universities just love to have people, right? Like the more yeah. people interested, um, the bigger it gets and the more people we have, the merrier we are. Yep. Yeah. And the same thing with uh, with this online launch as well. It'll be advertised so people can sign up and then and join it. They don't have to be part of the club to actually partake in the launch or, or anything. Let's talk about a little bit going forward after the launch. What are some of the plans that with the continuation? Are it, these events going to continue to happen, especially online with, again, COVID. So we don't know what's going on, but you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So basically, so with the online launch, we're going to see how successful it is, right? And the idea is to hopefully have one at the beginning of each school semester, right? So have different speakers, uh, different topics that we'll talk about, and just, just, um, 
trying to bring the community together, right? And then we also yeah. are going to have an Instagram page. So the Instagram page for the women's programs, the point of it um, is to highlight women within the community, right? So whether it's women from the university clubs, so that they, for example, an executive that the clubs think that she's been doing a lot and that she should be highlighted, like we'll highlight her, like have a photo and then a few um, pieces of information about her that we'll have in the description. Or we can also have um, females that are already like part of the community, it could be like as, um, I don't know, like Olympic shooter, like instructor, um, any anybody that's like um, successful in the community, right? So like we want to highlight different women in the community to show the variety of women that we have in the community, um, right? So and then I find that because um, Succusive is like I said before, it's like from coast to coast. We have universities all yep. over Canada, so it's. Um, the best way to be able to connect everyone would be through an online means right now right and then building the connections with everyone and then uh, we're also looking into the future to have um uh, like uh oh denine i'm losing the word what's the competition that we talked about uh i don't i don't know which competition we we're talking about so we've <laughs> talked about a lot lots <laughs> yeah. We, we've, we just have so many ideas with the things that we want to do mm -hmm, and work with, mm -hmm. but we've definitely looked at competitions where like, well, we'll have a, uh, basically a template on oh, yes. yeah. download, exactly. Yeah. And then um, we'll, we still have to figure out details about it, but basically have um, uh, different um, um, levels for the competition, right? So like you don't have to, if uh, like only like the best shooters would win right so like we want to be able to reward people that are from different uh, com levels right in the competition right yeah. so we're looking into something like that as well um hopefully we also are looking into having some joint events right with different organizations throughout canada but um it's events like that are like covid dependent and how yeah. it happens but yeah so things like that we're looking at like we definitely like we just said we have so many ideas it's yeah. just a matter of just like getting all down and like um figure out how we can proceed with everything that's happening right now and yeah i think it'll grow organically as we see the yeah. response from the community and uh the ambassadors too all of those yeah. great women ambassadors across canada that uh that are already in the sport, they're going to provide some great insights, and uh, I'm sure we'll come up with more than enough great ideas for for the year. Yeah, I think I, you're absolutely right. It'll continue to grow and it'll continue to roll as the more that it's actually out there in the community and more that people are, are aware of it, um, this will happen as well. Mm -hmm. Casey, um, mm -hmm. now Regina was talking about the partnerships. So Lady Guns, uh, it, let's let's talk about some of the Lady Guns partnership with uh, QSEP as well, whether it's with QSEP itself or the women's, women's program. Um, what types of events are you guys planning with Lady Guns for uh, for having some ladies out to shoot? Uh, so we have uh, a couple things that are on the books right now that we are planning. Uh, we haven't confirmed dates quite yet. COVID did kind of throw a big wrench into things. Mm -hmm. um, but we are working with our friends at Call Sign 66 on a long range uh course, uh, long range rifle course. Um, we are also talking with our friends from Korth Group 
um, and there we're talking about doing a ladies demo day awesome. with them. Nice. Um, we're also talking with uh, the Calgary Shooting Center and the uh, the Shooting Edge, and yep. we're going to start up our ladies nights again, probably coming up in October, as long as we can follow all the the rules. COVID restrictions, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and of, of course, uh, various hunting-related activities that we do as well once the season starts. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Um, so QSEF is also working in partnership with Project Maple Seed as well. We're going to be having events uh, in Ontario, a couple of them. We also have Alberta events booked as well, and then uh, we're also looking at BC currently, uh, and we're hoping to have what we call lady seats as well. So um, it's where it's only open to, to ladies within that organization too. So QCIF's ladies program just fits, just makes sense, right? So um, we're gonna be doing that as well. So I think it's, it, it just makes sense to, to, to do that. But um, uh, Regina, we were talking a little bit about partnerships. So we've talked about Lady, Gun, or Lady Guns, we've, talk, we've talked about Maple Seed. What other organizations are, are sponsoring um, the women's program or organizations that are, are helping out at least? Mm, well, yeah, the main ones right now it, that we're working with is obviously Lady Guns and uh, Maple Seed. Um, Cabela's does sponsor QCIF as a whole. Um, we were very thankful to receive a large donation from them uh, not yeah. too long ago. And um, um, just uh, with different um, ranges as well, right? So like pretty much, so we work with the university clubs and then the university clubs obviously have their own, um, the ranges that they are uh, associated with. So um, UCFA is with um, um, the uh, Calgary Shooting Center and uh, Mount Royal is with the Shooting Edge, right? So like we can also have access to those um, facilities to go and shoot. Uh, same with AHIA, um, QCFA has um, competition um, yeah, at the AHIA locations as well. So we do have those right now. Obviously, like hopefully in the future, we um, have more connections um, for the program with different organizations that we can definitely work with. Um, we honestly, like the more we have, the better. Yeah. Being opposed to working with anyone, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. We're, just, uh, we're just uh beginning and we're hoping that this grows right yeah so what what who all right so you're going to be the point person for this obviously how can people contact you if they want to one be uh somebody who would like to sponsor it or maybe volunteer or even be one of the ladies that we feature uh, in our online um you i'm the one i'm currently the one running the instagram page so you guys can contact me through the instagram page or okay. I do have a QCIF email. Um, I, do you want me to just? Yeah, absolutely. If you're okay with saying it. <laughs> okay. Um, so my QCIF email is, uh, it's pretty much uh, my name. So it's uh, R-E, it's Regina, R-E-G-I-N-A, period. And then my last name, Ordonez, O-R-D-O-N-E-Z, at QCIF.ca. Okay. So, um, I can I can probably give it to you if you want to uh, share it because 
I don't know, like if it's a Spanish name, so sometimes people have <laughs> We have copies of it, we'll share our ads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the handle for the Instagram page, I should probably mention that one. Yeah. Too. Uh, that one's just very simple. It's just Qsef, uh Women. That's Perfect. It. Okay. And if people, I, we're not going to have just, we're not going to have a separate Facebook page, but if people are interested in events, go and join the QCIF page that is on Facebook and all of the events and different things will be advertised there as well. Correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Everything that will, that has to do with the women's program, whatever shared on Facebook will be shared through the main QCIF page. Awesome. That's excellent. Okay. Did we're going to post it. Uh, sorry. We're, we're going to post it as much as we can out on our lady games uh, social as well to spread the word. Sorry, Kim. Yeah. I was just going to say, why don't you tell us about lady guns and give us, so if people are interested in working with you or um, contacting you with respect to your events that you're having, um, where can they contact you? Certainly. Uh, well, our, uh, our website is ladyguns.ca. And uh, we have Instagram. Casey and I both have Instagram. I'm LadyGunYYC on Instagram. And uh, Casey, you are LadyGunYYC underscore KG. Right. And uh, try to keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Our Facebook page is LadyGuns in Calgary or LadyGuns Calgary. Uh, You'll find it if it comes up. It's LadyGuns. And um we try and hashtag everything uh lady guns tribe as many women as we get out to uh, participate and post yeah uh and everything on social feeds to our website so if you can't find our instagram or our facebook it just everything populates right on the uh the uh web page the web page also has a, a newsletter and you can sign up for it and if you sign up for the newsletter that's where you'll get the the events uh that we have upcoming and how to register, we have started using Eventbrite. So uh, yeah, uh, that uh, that's in the mix as well, so. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so important. This is such a great organization and it's uh, important to, to really promote this. And the reason is because if we promote women in shooting, obviously it's gonna continue the sport, but especially uh, women that are, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, this is really, really important. It, uh, it can actually impact their, our, the ability for our, our program, our shooting sport to continue. So it's really, really important. So, yeah. Thank you all for coming on. Um, before uh, we leave you, I'll just ask Adriel and Dave, do you guys have any questions for the ladies? Guys kind of nailed all the ones that I had. Okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys suck. You stole all our thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I can right. answer some dumb questions. But, I, uh, I yeah. noticed Adriel is trying to get our attention because he kept walking on and off screen with a gun. Oh, so yeah. I was distracted. One of my guns <laughs> fell during the interview. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to actually talk about at all? I wanted to add uh, a point. Uh, we, we want obviously women and uh, and youth to come out and have fun and try things. We don't care if you try it for the first time and say that was great. Uh, it was a bucket list. I've done it. Yep. Uh, or if you come and give it a go uh, and and try to decide to get into it. There are people that want to go down the career path and they they go. Do I yep. have to know how to shoot a firearm to become a policewoman? Uh, but mostly, I think if we educate people about how safe the firearms industry is and, and, and how the Canadian firearms industry is stood up. I think yep. at, the, at the end of the day, we'll have ambassadors and advocates 
just in, in general. And so I think safe, fun, happy uh, people at these events uh, will, will make uh, this whole industry uh, better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 100%. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, and I'm looking so forward to working with all of you and uh, growing not only um, women in shooting, but also our committee as well. So fantastic. Thanks for coming on, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you, Thank you very much. You guys have a good one. You too. Bye now. Thank you. Again, we want to say thank you to uh, Regina, uh, Denine, and Casey for coming on and talking about QCEF and the ladies program that has just been launched. It's a fantastic idea. And I'm so happy to be part of it too. So thank you for inviting me uh, mm -hmm. to take part. Thank you. All right, mm -hmm. listener feedback. Do we have anything that uh, needs to be talked about on the, the feed? Uh, well, Dave says you're wearing, a, Dave says, did you say you're wearing a French dress? No, French press, press. coffee. Mm. Scopes up is fantastic. Yes, Doug, it is. So, all right, let's get into listener feedback. Uh, listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. It's a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and circuit finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Uh, check out his online inventory of new used guns, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can also check him out on Facebook and the Instagrams. And you know what? We were talking about Pinterest. Maybe he should check out Pinterest. Pinterest is the new. I just went on Pinterest recently to do some hunting gear guy stuff just to throw a couple of extra things on there. Uh, one of the only yeah. posts I have is a dead deer just because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> As I kill more deer, I will put more deer death pics on, on Pinterest. If that is the, so. Uh, for the, the demographic place, there yeah. to, to appreciate. So <laughs> Next, Pinterest. Yeah, that's what originally it was for. It was for people's crafting ideas and posting them. And now you're posting dead pictures of dead deer. Awesome. That's cool. I should post a how to skin a deer with pics. With pics. I will do that. Excellent idea. I'm sure. Right, it's very do, crafty. Yeah. Why don't yep. you do like pheasants and things like that? Sure. Yeah. Artsy. Rabbit? I like it. No. Rabbit? Yes. Rabbit. I'll do rabbit and grouse. <laughs> Okay. How to dress a uh, field dress a rabbit? Because they're cute. Yeah, no. Tasty. All right. Okay, why don't, we, why don't we get into the emails? So, Adriel, why don't you tell us about Rod? Give From us Rod, Tangent Theta manufactures their own high-end design rifle scopes at their facility in Halifax, Nova Scotia. They are authorized resellers of other optics manufacturers, too. Their least expensive rifle scope is over $4,000. That's why that we would, didn't know about them. <laughs> yeah. That would be in the same tier, uh, kind of tier as a high-end Schmidt vendor. So right. that's, uh, that's, and if you want to learn more, go to armament.com forward slash tangent dash theta. So and, they, uh, yeah, they, they'd be a boutique dealer of optics. There's more people that are buying uh, higher end or Gucci, Gucci uh, uh, scopes and that kind of thing. And, and this kind of thing, like I know a lot of the PRS guys, they have like their rifle, the mm -hmm. rifle is mm -hmm. 10 to $20,000. Yeah. That's just then, the rifle. And then yeah. the optic they put on top is like, 
craziness. Um, okay, so you keep talking about Gucci uh, rifles. I I challenge you to send it out and get it seracoded with the Gucci logos on it. I, you know, I've thought about, like I was actually thinking about the Nintendo Blaster thing. The thing I was worried about is that if I post it too many places, I will get a C&D, like a cease and desist from, uh, from someone. So that's why I don't generally do... One way to find out. Brand stuff. <laughs> Maybe the paint job comes with a free lawyer. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to put that on there. This is a parody <laughs> firearm. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think DeWalt ever sued. You have no money, so I mean, it's not like they're going to sue you. Yeah. I don't think DeWalt ever sued the DeWalt AR-15 guy. <laughs> Maybe they just couldn't find him because Maybe. people reposted a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so one more. Uh, this is another one about tangent theta. It's from Josh. Do, do you want to follow up with that also, Adriel? On the podcast, you mentioned tangent theta. Yes, they do manufacture scopes in Halifax. I was able to get a tour of their shop a few years back. Definitely a premium product. Need to have this in our area. Thanks for all the time you put into the podcast. Cheers, Josh. Excellent. Thanks for writing in, Josh. Uh, Dave, do you want to read the one from Johnny? Absolutely. Good day, Slimefire crew. So pretty, so pretty unique. Uh, why does no one punctuate anything? You people are terrible. No, it's so, fine. Just read it. Comma. It, it reads like he so talks. Comma, John. <laughs> so pretty exciting week. Got my reloading bench set back up for the first time since our move 10 years ago and crunched out 40 rounds of 338 weight wind mag. I can feel the savings already, which I will need to buy my first pistol. Good Lord, man. I have signed up for the course and will soon be adding the R to my pal. Oh, I should also note my daughter and her boyfriend. He is not a gunny at me, please, but I got him hooked. We'll be doing both portions of the course. Please, Eddie, add, add spell check, dude. Like, right-click in your browser, spell check. This is not... This, uh. Hey, not everyone so I, writes for a living. No. So some I am people are mechanics. Some people are truck drivers. They don't need to do this stuff. Highlights it in your browser. You right-click if you see that red underline. You just right-click on that, Johnny. Maybe he's driving a truck across the country, a hero, re trying to resupply your toilet paper, and he's speaking <laughs> into his phone, and his phone's just doing a terrible job of transcribing it. Good job, Maybe. Johnny. It's not bad enough to be Siri. So <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> Anyway, thank you um, for writing, John. Let me, let me finish here. Yeah. So I am a Millsurp guy and want an FM Browning high power as it is a classic piece of beautiful. What's your thought? What, what are your thoughts on this pistol? And what else should you consider spell check while staying under the say $1,500 mark? As always, keep up the good work and all that you do to grow our community. Thank you. And you need a period of the high power, high power, eh? Yeah. Nice pistol. Yeah. Uh, you can get, if you actually want one, you can get FEG9Ms. I used to have one. It was actually a pretty damn good uh, Browning high power clone. And they're like, they're more expensive now, but I think they're about 500 bucks. Um, mm. They're cheap. When I bought it, it was like 350 bucks. Is worked that okay. Still have it was great, but it worked. They did. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, he's saying $1,500. That's not a bad price for a gun. Yeah. For I guess pistol? I guess the question would be, what do you want to do with it? Because uh, as a Milserp guy, I think that the high power is a good choice. It's like it's one of the first, yeah. like a lot better pistols. Like 1911 is going to be round limited, FN high power. It's like, yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty proper uh, Milserp-y, but still kind of modern uh, handgun. 
and they're a lot simpler than a 1911 too. Yeah. 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 There's there they are quite uh, quite a bit simplified. Um, they're not really great shooters. The ones I've shot, like they're not no. they're not a shadow or a, uh, anything like that. But, but he's a Milsurp guy, so it kind of like correct makes sense. Uh, Tenda has FN Browning high powers uh, that are surplused. So that's another option if you want uh, like true blue FN uh, uh, high powers. That's an option. Yeah. Where'd these ones come from? Israeli police. Israel police, yeah. Which is like, oh, you know, that's, that's, that's a working gun. That's not one that was, you know, made somewhere that uh, wasn't like an FN kind of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. 700 bucks, $679. So bad. go to Tenda. Um, anybody else? I looked at SFRC. They did have some like a bunch stock, of people but have, they don't, yeah, they don't right now. Yeah, a bunch of people have those Israelis. So uh, FOC's got them, uh, Lever Arms got them. There's a bunch of different places that have those. So somebody must have brought a whole batch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or if you, if you want to spend like lots more, uh, you could get a new one, but they're like a thousand bucks. And I don't think like you don't really get the you don't really get the Milserpy. Like I, I but the thing I like about Milserp guns is like getting something that's like nasty and like used and it's like, yeah, this is a this was used. And I, I don't really like the idea of getting like a brand spanking sharp new pistol for a design that's super old. Like, it, like yeah. if I could buy a new production SKS, I wouldn't. I want something that's old and that's something that's ha that has been used. Right. I might and pay more for something that's got good finish on it. If I want like more collectability, uh, yeah. that would be nice. But I really would rather get something that was made back in the day for it to be like real Milserp, right? Yep. See, I always kind of wanted a Browning, but I wasn't willing to pay the amount that they want because, yeah, for what the pistol is, that amount of money, I don't think it's worth it. I can buy a Shadow for that. Yeah, for six seventy five, you're you can get a Shadow one, and it's a yeah. better shooting handgun in uh, in almost all sense of the word. Right. Again, he's a Milstrip guy, so he might actually this is what he wants. And it, yeah, they're like I, I would probably get one of those Israeli surplus ones just because those are kind of neat. Yeah. Why not? Cool. Okay. Thanks everybody for writing in. If you'd like to email the show, send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. So Patreon supporters, we have a brand new one. His name is Chris, Chris B. He also sent, by the way, Adriel, he also sent us his uh, address as well. Oh, he's, okay. support, he, yeah. he's supporting the show for $10. Thank you very much. Patreon supporters, if you've not received your patches in the next little while, Adriel, you Facebook send me. it. Send me a Facebook message or like something. Okay, and uh, Adriel will send them out to you. Uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon. If you're Patreon E or or whatever, uh, it's going to help us uh, make sure that we are able to host the show. So we want to say thank you to everybody who has been a, a supporter of ours. If you'd like to support us in other ways, you can also visit our website and click on the Cabela's link. If you're going to go to Cabela's anyways, just go to our website and click on the link, and they'll give us a few uh, dollars as well. Okay. Shout outs, Adriel, what you got? Before we get to the shout outs, um, actually, no, I won't, I won't uh, ruin the thunder. We got something coming up that'll be uh, swag, but also raising money for a good cause. Who is? We are. Are we are? Mm -hmm. Oh. I'll give you guys the details afterwards. Okay. This is okay. new. <laughs> I didn't know. It's, it's in the works. It's in the works. 
Okay. Actually, we need some listener participation, so I might have to come out with it. Okay, so yeah, let's let's just come up with it. Uh, okay. T-shirts uh, with Slamfire Radio stuff on it. That's not like our gray T-shirts that are like cotton and whatever. So nicer mm -hmm. T-shirts um, to help fund the CCFR's legal challenge. Uh, these will be available through the CCFR's web store, and uh, all proceeds go towards the legal fund. Listeners, we need a T-shirt design, so we need to know like what colors. What logos to put where? If you got some ideas, let us know. We'll design so, them up. So Slamfire is actually going to put a T-shirt on the CCFR website to Correct. raise funds. Oh, Correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, why, didn't, why didn't I know about this? Uh, I talked to Trevor about it like yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And again, why didn't I know about this? <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting for the show. Okay. So I, just, I forgot about it until right now, and I'm like. What are we th thank? Oh yeah, we got that. Th that yeah. Uh, do I announce that? Oh, I guess I need to because we need it. Okay. Design. So what are we looking for? Are we looking for like a really cool logo, a new logo for oh, us? We have a logo, but like okay. what should like what should be on the front? What should be on the back? Because okay. we just have a cool logo, and uh, we've had should like our stuff in the past has it been like a squirrel with a, like sights on it, or like that shotgun, or uh, do we, we want like, sayings? sayings? I don't know. I think that I'm not a t-shirt designer and I think that some of our listeners will have better ideas than I could think of and I'd, I'd love to uh, I'd love to see or hear about them. Okay, Dave, did you know about this? <laughs> I don't know about it. <laughs> Keeping us in the dark here. I know. It's like we're not important or anything. Like, okay, whatever. You guys know now. Everybody knows it's not a secret. <laughs> I don't know. Finding out from the media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any other shout outs, Adriel? Yes, the IITs that uh, help run the provost shoot. They not helped run it, they mostly run it. And I just uh, uh, sit in my trailer and uh, sip, sip on daiquiris. <laughs> not really, but figuratively. Figuratively. All I, don't, right. I don't do daiquiris. You do beer. Maybe like a nice like it's PC cold beer, cold. like like a uh, nice off-brand PC beer. Yeah, dollar Preston's beer choice. Yeah, yeah, fuck <laughs> a beer. Yeah, God. <laughs> okay, uh, random Dave, you gotta shut up. Hey, everybody who's listening, and thanks to the ladies who came on earlier. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. awesome. Yay! Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to first of all Rick Woods for teaching me uh, the fundamentals course that he did like so many years ago and also because of his knowledge i was able to give somebody else knowledge at the at the range this week and i also again wanted to give a big huge shout out to steve over at gary real solutions for the amazing new barrel and receiver that he sent it to me and there's going to be so many people using this over the next little while i'm sure that you know, I'll be able to put down many, uh, put many more rounds downrange because Just banging of the, the barrel against like cement Bang! blocks and uh, uh, getting yeah, dust you... blown all over it. Yeah, it looks so pretty right I'm now. Going to be well loved. Yeah. How much actual carbon fiber is there there? Like how how thick is the metal? I, you don't know because the front and back know. have metal M caps on them. Yeah. Oh, you haven't figured it all yeah. apart yet. 
I don't think you do. I think that no. uh, it's like it, it holds it all together. It's like pretensioned or something. I don't know. Yeah. Hacksaw. You know what? Yeah. Angle grinder. Borrow, borrow Adriel's angle grinder. Yeah, Take let's it do off that. I want to see what's inside that. <laughs> Dave, be quiet. What? <laughs> all right. I'll go right now. Okay. <laughs> all right. I uh, just want to tell everybody to go and join one of our national firearms associations like the CCFR. Donate to them with their legal challenge. Come out and join us for the September 12th um, March on the Integrity March in Ottawa if you're around. I'm going to be there. Uh, check us out on Gunners of Canada. We've got a thread over there. We've got some people actually chatting with us and things. And yeah, I noticed that. that. Yeah, that's awesome. And guess what? I forgot to update the Facebook uh, count this week. So Kelly doesn't really rock, which is in there. Yeah. And just go like us on Facebook. Just go like us mm -hmm. on Facebook. Yeah. The other thing that we want you guys to do is go out and talk to your city councilors right now, because we do know that the municipal handgun ban is something that's being talked about. You know, with the speed that they've been doing stuff, I don't know how much of a risk this is right now. It might be like a uh, next term kind of a thing. Yeah, we said we'd do that in this term, but boy, like, we're so busy uh, trying to know, give money to away to our friends and getting caught with it you and know what replacing I'm... people for ethics violations. We just couldn't And they get can't ban it. everything because well, then they'll have nothing to ban next time. Yeah, they, well, I'm just going to say we're going to have the second wave, and that's when they're going to introduce it. Maybe. Maybe. Because why the hell can you do it? There are the prologue anyways until September, but anyways. Yeah. The reality is nobody there nobody's going to protest nobody's going to be upset so let's just introduce it kind of like an oic yeah mm -hmm. All right. probably but unfortunately even if they ban them in my town mine aren't going anywhere so sorry what are you gonna do bylaw you're gonna bring bylaw over here and i'm gonna go oh i'm sorry what's the fine piss off like really <laughs> i don't it's know what you're talking about officer oh no it's a bylaw <laughs> and who gave you my privacy information and how can i sue them that is a great point. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't want people in town knowing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not going to post day. a sign on your front yard then? <laughs> Just a picture of me with handguns. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. Everybody, okay. say goodbye. Goodbye. Say, say goodbye, Adriel. Goodbye, Adriel. <laughs> Good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.